0: again to the podcast here episode eight
1: it's the last division
0: yeah we're on our last division uh today so um also i'm going to mention this at the start of the podcast instead of at the end like i keep forgetting our twitter is at trips right pod that's where you can um let us know your thoughts you know follow us whatever that's the best place to interact um but also today we're being joined again by a guest um ben huber is joining us today what's up ben hello how are you oh just peachy this is uh it's always fun to have guys on here so yeah ben is another uh member of our fantasy football league obviously um and yeah he's here to talk some football um so yeah Ben. oh what sorry
1: and some trash.
0: Yeah, that too. Oh. Um yeah, if you just want to tell us uh about your kind of football history, like when you started watching football, why, and maybe what your favorite team is if you have one, that kind of stuff.
2: Um well, my first memory of watching football is actually, I was with my dad. My dad's a huge Patriots fan.
0: Oh boy. A good man. And <laughs> good
2: man. Uh, I believe it was Tom Brady's first Super Bowl when they played the Rams. And it was Kurt Warner, I believe, was the quarterback for the Rams. Okay,
0: yeah.
2: And that's my first memory I have of uh, actually watching NFL. And then I uh, I played football in high school. And then I, I don't really align with a team. Like, I've always kind of just liked certain players. Okay. Like, I like Randy Moss. And uh, I like Peyton Manning as well. Yeah. I don't. Don't really align with the team I, I kind of like the Giants for a little while but you know after I started playing fantasy I it's kind of like my players right kind of how it goes
0: okay well yeah that makes sense I mean I know lots of people like that now fantasy football has done that uh, it's gotten a lot of people into football but yeah they a lot of guys just watch their players and whatnot which um, makes sense especially when you got money on the line you know yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like that's like the bittersweet aspect of fantasy football too or or just football now in general is that you get to like watch your favorite team or a team you like and let's say like Saquon Barkley scores this touchdown on you on your team but if you have him in fantasy it's like oh crap he just scored on my team but then it's like okay I just got some points for that so it's okay
0: (laughs) yeah it's the battle on Sundays to you know do I root for my guys do I root for my team it's fun stuff Um, But yeah, anyway, thanks again for joining us, Ben. Um, Excited to have you on. Uh, I guess we'll just jump right into um, our last division here, the uh, NFC East. Um, I guess we'll start with the Giants, I think. Does that sound right? Sure, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay. The Giants. I know we've roasted them a time or two on this podcast already um but yeah they made some interesting moves this offseason um obviously the biggest move they traded Odell Beckham away um to the Browns and to replace him they signed Golden Tate or to try and replace him I guess not really to replace him necessarily but um Another player some other players they added that I have, uh they signed Antoine Bethea and obviously they got Jabril Jabril Peppers in that trade for Odell. Um any other players that they added, uh that I'm forgetting?
1: I have uh Kevin Zeitler. Okay. As uh, an addition to their offensive line who's gonna help. Um and then another loss was Landon Collins, the safety. And I guess we'll talk a little bit more about him because he's still in the division now. But right. uh, I think really the Odell, losing Odell is a huge blow to that team. Um, and it's it'll be interesting because Golden Tate is a, a good receiver, but like nowhere near what Odell has been for that team on offense.
0: Yeah, they have uh, they really lost a ton of talent, like we talked about Odell. You said Landon Collins, you know, they, they didn't re-sign him. And they also traded Olivier Vernon to the Browns as well, you know, so they got rid of a pretty good pass rusher there. Um, so it seems like, yeah, they lost quite a bit of good talent, I would say.
2: Yeah, I think they uh, got rid of anyone that was worth any money trying yeah. to – Get some space.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that seemed to be their plan, at least. Um, yeah, any other uh, any other additions or subtractions that any either of you wanted to touch on there?
1: They still got Eli Manning.
0: Oh, yeah. Eli, old and steady. Well, not really anymore. But always be grateful for him for beating the Patriots twice. How dare oh. you? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah,
2: I think his days as being a good quarterback are over. I definitely think that uh, Brady is better than him. And I don't mean Tom Brady. I mean Brady Pickett.
0: Oh, <laughs> you know what? You're probably not wrong. Played some touch football with the guy, you know? Oh, exactly. He's makes some good throws, better than what Eli can do on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, so – Oh, just It just
1: seems like a situation where, like, he's done so much for that organization – where they just can't let him go or like they can't just cut the ties to to him and it's like I understand like he probably wants to retire on his own terms, but like he's not looking good. And I, I I guess this team is rebuilding. Like they're I don't think they're in any uh way to contend for uh to win the division or to really make a playoff push. So I don't know. I just kinda find it interesting to see like what how they want to end this this career, this story that they've had with Eli, if they're going to let him kind of ride off into the sunset with this last year or, like, starting as their quarterback or they're just Mm going to, like, bench him, I don't know what they'll do. And then last time they benched him, it wasn't really that great of a – like, the fans didn't really enjoy that.
2: I think that – I think Daniel Jones will be the starter after the bye week. That's what I think. Mm. I can see that.
0: I can definitely see that. So
2: they'll, they'll probably be out of playoff contention by probably week six, anyways. So right. Uh,
0: so why maybe, not? Hey.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, let him develop.
0: Yeah. So speaking of Daniel Jones, I mean that takes us to the Giants' draft. Uh, like I said, we've we've uh, laughed about this pick in the past, but they took Daniel Jones. Um, what pick did the Giants have again? Was it like number eight? It's six. I hit six. Oh. Yeah. Okay higher than i thought so yeah quarterback out of duke um some notes that i saw on him is that he is a smart quarterback he's poised in the pocket and he's actually sneaky athletic but his ceiling is kind of a uh just a decent starter in the nfl like nothing crazy not projected to be a star from what i've seen um yeah, so just a little bit of a puzzling pick. Anyway, anything else from you guys on Daniel Jones?
1: I uh, I had, like, some of the stuff I saw on him was, like, the level of the quality of the mechanics that he has passing the ball is actually pretty good, mm-hmm. and that he uh, has a decent, like, football IQ. But some of the knocks on him that I saw was that, like, he, he tends to try to throw into some impossible windows. And I guess, like, in college, he, he wasn't very good at, like, sliding or getting out of bounds and he took some hits so like in college like like you're going to the NFL like the talent and the I think the force that you're going to be hit with from some of these other players is going to be so much more like it's just the next level up right so if you're if he has a tendency to do those sort of things he might end up paying a price taking a hit
2: yeah i uh i heard somewhere that he got asked to work out as a tight end by mm-hmm. one of
1: the teams that's interesting.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, he's 6'5", and I think he ran like a four five forty too. So, I mean, he's pretty fast. Interesting. Up, I think he could end up being like a Josh Allen. Good for fantasy, but
0: sucks in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to go pick him up, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what? Okay, I was actually thinking about picking him up the other day because just with, like, what Ben Huber just said, like, he might be starting after the bye week. And he might actually, if he is similar to josh allen he would like produce a decent amount in fantasy maybe so even if he's checking down to saquon barkley saquon is going to take it a decent uh mm-hmm. decent amount of the time but it's an interesting guy to have on the waiver wire i think
0: well yeah i think i mean i think he's worth an ad if you have a spot for him i <laughs> just based on yeah like we said eli kind of declining and uh that pretend him he could potentially step in early next year so um, okay, moving on from Daniel Jones. So the only other draft pick of note that I had was uh, they took Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle from Clemson, I believe with the first-round pick they got from the Browns. Um, anyway, what I what I know about him is that he's a good player and a very good run-stuffer. That's kind of a specialty. Um, but what was interesting is that the giants got rid of damon harrison and then they picked this guy who is essentially the same type of player um so yeah another questionable pick i felt like from what i was reading
1: yeah i uh a lot of the stuff on him that i was able to read gave a lot of credit to his success from his size and um but also some of the criticisms on him was that he relies too much on his size rather than any like um skill and like talent at the line. Um so and it is interesting that they uh they lose Harrison and they like come in and they uh they draft Lawrence and I felt like with Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence and even some of their other picks that they made, I felt like there were some other guys on the board still that were better that would have made more sense if they were to have picked them. Um, so like, I think like, just like the, the Daniel Jones pick, like could have been Dwayne Haskins, drew lock. I don't know if people would have respected those picks more. And then like, in the case of Dexter Lawrence, I think uh, sweat was still on the board. Um, yeah. And so it's just interesting uh, with their picks. Cause I, I feel like a lot of their fan base were frustrated after the draft
0: yeah, I agree. They that was the sentiment I saw all over Twitter and social media. You know, they but being a
1: Patriots fan, I was okay with that. <laughs> Ever, that's fine.
0: Yeah, you were having a good time. Um, anything else on the Giants before we move on? I got nothing. Okay. They oh, well.
1: they did have that one last. They did get another first rounder in the. DeAndre Baker. I don't really think we need to touch on him too much. They just added, I think, some defensive back depth for themselves. Oh, okay. Uh, and everything really I saw on him was that he was like he was probably one of he was definitely like a top five corner in the draft, but a lot of the knocks were like on his size and saying that according like to NFL standards, he's a little undersized and, you know, doesn't have great hands and he's inconsistent when he's trying to jump the route, that kind of stuff. So yeah. Another maybe puzzling pick for him.
0: Yeah, very peculiar draft for the Giants. Okay. Um, I think we'll talk about the Redskins next. Um, or the team from Washington if you want to be politically correct. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the football team located in Washington.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Uh Ben if you wanna Ben Drew if you wanna start us off here.
1: Yeah. So I had for the key additions that they had in the offseason, they went out and uh, I guess, was it a trade they got Case Keenum or did they sign Case Keenum? Either way.
0: I think it was just a, I think he was just a free agent.
1: So they got Case Keenum on, on their team now. Uh, Landon Collins, uh, we talked about already. He stays within the division. Mm-hmm. And he was probably one of the top safeties out there to, to add. And who else did I have? Uh, linebacker, John Bostic. Was he on the Steelers?
0: He was on the Steelers. Okay. So. And he I actually know he... was, he's just a pretty good, like middle of the road type, you know, like he's, he's nothing special, but he's just, uh, a pretty good football player that just knows what he's doing.
1: Right. Yeah. I think those were the main guys that they added. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually they lost a decent amount. Jamison Crowder goes to the Jets. Um they lose Maurice Harris to New England. Um Preston Smith goes to Green Bay.
0: Um
1: who else?
2: Ha-ha. Zach Brown.
1: Ha ha Clinton Dix is gone. So they, they their defense actually takes a decent hit. Um and really the offense too, like the, the offense is didn't have Geis last year. They don't have uh they lost Alex Smith. So it's it'll be interesting to see what kind of um offense and defense is able to get on the field for this team this year.
2: Who uh who are the receivers for the Redskins? You know As of that?
1: right now.
0: Santana Moss. And oh wait, no, that's <laughs> that's a little old school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, they have Dachson and but like I feel like he's like good for maybe half the season. Trey Quinn is a guy that I guess is a slot guy that they're pretty excited about. Man, I'm struggling to come up with another one.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at their depth chart, and there's really...
1: Paul Richardson?
0: That? Yeah, Paul Richardson, yeah. Oh, right. Any good? Did they...
1: Uh... I feel like he did good in Seattle, and then like he went to Washington, and I just feel like we haven't heard from him. So I don't know if it was like a Russell Wilson effect, where Russell Wilson maybe... Made him a little bit better than he was actually able to do in Washington with Alex Smith throwing him the ball and I guess Colt McCoy and whoever else was playing quarterback there last year.
0: He was mm-hmm. uh, he was injured Paul Richardson last year for most oh, of the okay. year. Um, I had him on my roster for some reason in fantasy, and yeah, he was hurt like the whole year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So another team here that we, you know, don't really know what to expect. Like you said, I wanted to mention, you know, Geis is coming back from injury, but um, Adrian Peterson had a, a really good year last year. So, um, yeah, you know, I think finished, what happens there.
2: I think he finished eighth for rushing yard. Wow. Wow! Yeah,
1: that's it was hard to, like, argue, like, that Geis is going to get a lot of time when you have – Adrian Peterson playing like that right like you're not really going to take too much away from Peterson if he's performing that well
2: yeah he finished well I got I got the stats right here he finished eighth and that's above guys like James Connor um sheesh Melvin Gordon Alvin Kamara wow David Johnson he had huh. more than all those guys
1: yeah and who else, who's the other running back they have um chris thompson
0: yeah yeah
1: so it's like man that that seems like a crowded backfield they're gonna have which like for fantasy purposes that's like the worst right but like in in like real life for football like it's it might be nice to have a guy like adrian Peterson who's able to get those yards you have chris thompson who can come out of the backfield and catch passes and then you're mixing guys wherever so i feel like they have options there But it's just super frustrating for fantasy too
0: yeah I have Chris Thompson, and <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, other than that, um, I think those were kind of the main additions and subtractions that we that we had. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's move on to their draft. So they took. Dwayne Haskins, or rather he kind of fell to them because of what the Giants yes. did. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, out of out of Ohio State, the class is be- uh, second best quarterback, according to draft experts and whatnot. Um, what I had on him is that he is a prototypical pocket passer. Um, hold on, my notes are a little small here, sorry. Um... He diagnoses coverage as well and but he's and he's not very mobile. Um and his deep ball accuracy needs some work. But he basically has everything else you need to be a potential uh franchise guy. That's yeah. That's what I was reading. And it's it's
1: it's crazy that he fell to them. I I honestly thought he wouldn't be there for them, so and with everything that happened with Alex Smith getting injured and I just feel like it's a good fit for the Redskins. Oh, sorry, the football team in Washington. <laughs> just a couple of the the criticisms on him was that he can be a little careless with the ball. Um, and so, like, one of the comments was that he has the arm strength to get it into, like, a tight window. Uh, but sometimes his carelessness with the ball, like, leads to some fumbles um, and some turnovers. And just kind of like what you commented on, Kyle, like, his scrambling isn't great, and he looks a little sluggish, like he has heavy feet, so... But I, I hope it works out for the Redskins. Oh, sorry again, the football team in Washington. <laughs> I feel bad about uh, every, yeah, everything that happened with uh RG three and and I feel like and I and again I'm biased here. I haven't in our fantasy league, so I hope he turns out to be a good quarterback.
0: Yeah, uh, another guy that probably I mean, I would imagine will be a starter there pretty quickly seems like rookie quarterbacks nowadays especially ones drafted in the first round um, you know play pretty soon there's not a ton of guys that sit for very long especially behind Case Keenum Um, anyway so then their next pick was another uh, one that I remember we identified as you know one of the better value picks uh, Montez Sweat they picked from Mississippi State um, edge rusher. Um, a note that I had on him was that he ran a faster 40 than Odell Beckham. Um, he was a combine monster. Like all his numbers at the combine were just crazy. Um, but he had some character issues in college and, um, a potential heart issue, heart condition that people were scared of, which was why he fell, um, a little ways in the draft.
1: Yeah. And so I think and I don't know when this report came out so I guess like it got reported about this heart condition and then I think it was really close to the draft so another report came out and and basically addressed all the concerns that uh were reported with that heart condition issue so right Again I feel like the uh the Redskins had a guy fall to them that is potentially like a franchise player that other teams were passing on. And really, yeah, and just the comment you made, Kyle, about him having a faster uh, 40 time than Odell, that's that's the kind of guy you want coming off the edge. That's That'll be great for him. And, man, I was surprised. And I think they traded back into that pick to go get him, if I remember right. I think he was still on the board, and they traded up back okay. into the first to get another pick uh, because he was still available
0: yeah that could be i don't i don't really remember but uh it would make sense um one other one other pick i was gonna mention i just looked up here because i didn't have anything written down about him, but we talked about their receivers, but they took a receiver in the third round uh terry mc- mclaren mcLaren yeah. uh yeah and i mean. This article that I have pulled up seems to favor him quite well, um, that he could be a big steal in the draft. But I haven't really heard much about him, to be honest. So is he,
2: he uh, Is he a teammate of Dwayne Haskins? In right. College? I think he is.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: I think him and uh, Paris Campbell were, were both uh, uh, receivers for Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, it's,
1: and so there may be some built-in chemistry that – will transition to the NFL right there.
0: Mhm. Yeah, for sure and like we said with the with the depth at receiver for Washington, I mean, he could be another player that sees the field pretty quickly. <clears throat> um yeah, that was those were the picks of note for the Redskins uh anything else either of you want to add?
1: I think I think that's all I had for the Redskins.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, then uh, let's move on to, I think we'll do the Cowboys next.
1: America's team.
0: How about them Cowboys? Yeah, I, not my favorite team. <laughs> um.
1: Anyway. Kyle, if you had to cheer for the Cowboys or the Patriots, who would you cheer for?
0: Oh, the Cowboys, man.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> Sorry, the Patriots are... Yeah, just can't do it. Can't do it. Okay. Um, okay. So, the Cowboys didn't really uh do a lot necessarily in terms of uh big names or um things that really move the needle. They they added Randall Cobb, uh who's, you know, I don't know, nothing really much at this point I feel like. Um but they had to replace Cole Beasley, I guess, who left. Um they Added Robert Quinn, a defensive lineman who was in Miami before, I think, who's, you know, a pretty good football player. Um, Jason Witten came back because he realized how much he sucked at <laughs> calling games for ESPN. So, um, I mean, I don't know how much he has in the tank either, you know, but. Um, and they also added a safety, George Iloka. I think he played for Cincinnati before. Um,. I know him pretty well yeah Uh, the only other person they lost David Irving Um, but like I said they got Robert Quinn yeah so I mean nothing nothing too like fancy no real I guess names that I think move the needle necessarily Um, anything else to add there Uh,
1: Randy Gregory was suspended so they lose him I guess surprise surprise but
2: who was the uh the guy that got in that bar fight the big defensive lineman oh you seen Good the question. video of that? no i haven't seen that oh man this guy's a freaking beast he's like ragdolling bouncers
0: <laughs> man i, I have... Gonna have to look this yeah. up i'll find his names okay right is it tyrone crawford
2: Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: okay. I need to see that video. Yeah, I haven't seen it. (laughs) Man, it seems like a lot of Cowboys players get in fights at nightclubs and bars, (laughs) (laughs) seems like a theme, but anyway. Um, yeah, so I mean, I guess we can move right along to their draft. Um, which again, nothing crazy here.
1: Yeah, nothing really stood out.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you wanna go ahead and
1: Well, I just kind of I just kind of figured their first rounder is Amari Cooper, right? Right. So not a bad addition there. Amari Cooper has to be one of the most frustrating people to own in fantasy football. But he seemed to have it like it seemed to he seemed to pick up his pace when he got to Dallas. So it'll be interesting to see if that transitions into this next year. And I want to say it will just because who's he had behind him? Randall Cobb. Yeah. Michael Not Gallup. <laughs> so Jason and Witten. It, it seem, yeah, Jason Witten. So it seems like, too, that him and Dak have a decent connection where it looked like last year, like he had some pretty good games. So, and that's, you know, that's good for. Cowboys fans because I feel like they've struggled with trying to find that next wide receiver after Dez departed um, so yeah, Amari Cooper is your first round pick, um, I guess in the second round they added a defensive tackle named Tristan Hill Um, I don't know he didn't seem I don't know Like he, I didn't really know much about him going into the draft so I think it was just an area of need that they have it, uh, some of the stuff I read on him was like I don't know like he seems mature he's coachable all this sort of stuff so it seems like he's the right kind of guy to have and so if you have a def- defensive tackles that are out fighting in the bars maybe you want a guy that has that maturity <laughs> and coachability so
0: yeah I saw you know that he had some really good film um, from college and whatnot and that he's really strong pass rusher so and like you said I think that's a position of need for the Cowboys um yeah and other than that I mean they they just took an offensive lineman Connor McGovern uh and apparently he can play all interior spots so I think it was just kind of a depth pick for them it's always nice to have a versatile guy like that on your offensive line but yeah, I don't know. Was there any other picks of that of note?
2: Um, there was a running back in the fourth round, Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive end in the fifth round, and a cornerback. Hmm.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. None of them really, I guess, stood out to me. I guess with Tony Pollard, I I read some stuff that says he has some kick return value. So. I don't know if he'll be more of a special teams guy, especially with, like, being behind Elliott. I don't know how much time he would get.
2: Probably none.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if Tony Pollard would be, like, the backup. Right? Or is there somebody else behind Zeke? Is it Zeke and then somebody, then Pollard? I don't know. I don't know if there's somebody else there. Maybe Pollard would be the backup.
0: I don't know Uh their depth very well. Yeah, running back there.
2: Yeah, I have no idea.
0: So it could be, um, yeah, I think that's really covers the Cowboys there. I think we shall move on to another one of Ben Drew's favorite teams, the Eagles. Ugh. The Philly Special.
1: Oh, my
2: gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, again. Anytime Chris Collinsworth on Sunday Night Football had a chance to talk about that play, he would just go hard.
1: Man, they they put that play into like Madden 20 this year. Yeah. Like I saw this thing on it, like, oh, you can do the Philly special now in Madden. And I was like, oh, frick. Please. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Enough
1: we'll never, of that.
0: We'll never hear the end of it.
1: I was like, the Patriots have won a Super Bowl since then, but it's like, I feel like nobody cares, but whatever. <laughs> that play will always live on.
0: That is the defining play.
1: Frickin' Nick Falls.
0: Hey, he's not there anymore. you not now you gotta worry about the Jags, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, yeah, do you wanna go ahead and start with the Eagles?
1: Sure. So let's start with some of the guys they added. They bring back wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, um which apparently All the rave in minicamp is that he has a great connection with Wentz, so that's good. They add running back Jordan Howard. And actually, a guy I didn't realize that they added in free agency was Malik Jackson.
0: Yeah, I saw that too.
1: uh, Malik Jackson was really good with the Broncos, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. And then he got a big deal with – it was either the Jaguars or the Bears.
0: I think it was Jacksonville.
1: And then – yeah, who else? Uh Vinnie Curry they add line linebacker Zach Brown. So I don't know, some pretty good guys that they were able to add in in free agency and I guess maybe a couple two trades, but Yeah. And then I guess really quick, just the key losses. They lose Nick Foles. They we've already commented on him. Golden Tate goes mm-hmm. to New York. Uh Jordan Matthews. I don't think that's a really big loss for them. And Jordan Hicks, they lose, linebacker.
0: Yeah, those were kind of the names I had. Um...
1: It'll be exciting to see if Deshaun Jackson can be good again in uh, in Philly. I know that he was really popular there, and he had some pretty great plays while he was there. So it might be uh, interesting to see how that works out with him and Wentz.
0: Yeah, like when he dropped the ball before the goal line. Yeah, Except, I was thinking, yeah. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was thinking more like that. Uh, I think it was. It may have been against the Giants. It was. But like that punt. You know what I'm talking about? The punt return where he yes. wins the game on the punt return. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that didn't didn't they come back too from some crazy or from down you know however much in the fourth quarter or something? That was wild. Yeah, um, I, I was gonna say Deshaun Jackson had some decent success when Fitzpatrick was the quarterback in Tampa Bay last year, um, but then when Jameis Winston came back, it kinda his production kind of went away. So yeah, I mean I think he still has some some f- good football in him. I would say
2: got some juice.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that was all the players that of note they added or lost. Um so I guess we'll move on to the draft. They took a left tackle, Andre Dillard, from Washington State. And I mean, this was this was one of, if not the best tackles in the draft. Um basically he's gonna be the franchise left tackle to replace Peters he when he leaves. Um
1: And they sniped him from the Texans.
0: Oh, yeah, I, right.
1: I read some stuff that the, he was the guy that the Texans were targeting, and the Eagles made the move to get right in front of the Texans, the pick before, and, and kind of steal him. So.
0: Yeah, right. I, I remember them talking about that because obviously the Texans need pass protection very badly. Um, yeah, Dillard is uh, the best pass protector in the draft. Yeah. Um, What I read was he's not overly powerful, but he doesn't let guys get around him. Like, he keeps guys in front of him. Um, And he gave up only one sack last year. And from what I was reading, uh, Washington State's quarterback was one of the um, longest, like, holding the ball uh, quarterbacks in college football last year. Okay. Kind of from snap to throw. Like, he was one of the longest ones. And so, only giving up one sack last year, that seemed like a pretty a pretty eye-popping stat there.
1: Yeah. Everything I read on him was he makes all the blocks and he can do all the protection schemes that teams have, so right. he'll be a great fit there. So, and that's just great, especially with Wentz and some of the injury concerns I'm sure that the team has with him. You just want to protect him. And they just paid Wentz too, so
0: you might as well up right.
1: insurance and protect him.
0: Yep. Um, they took Miles Sanders running back from Penn State. Um who what I read, you know, he's a strong runner. Um he had good combine numbers and he's a good pass blocker. Um he's also another player we talked about fantasy wise too that many people project to um possibly have an impact. Anything yeah. else on him? Yeah, sorry. I think
1: I think it's Miles Sanders. He was the one that was at Penn State, and he was behind Saquon Barkley, right? Yeah. I
2: would
0: so,
1: imagine. and I think I commented on this in one of the other podcasts, but like I remember reading somewhere that he about him until last year just because of the fact that he was behind Saquon Barkley in that offense. So, and a lot of the stuff I read on him was he's got good agility, he can create space for himself, he's got the right. He's got good footwork, all these like things you want to hear with your running back. So and it looks like really the guy he's gonna to need to beat out for the spot is Jordan Howard, which I think he could do. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to watch how that uh that running back group works out too this season.
0: Yeah, they seem to have a committee for the last, you know, a few years. So see if one guy comes out or if they kind of stick with that committee approach. Uh, one other pick of note, um wide receiver J.J. arcega Whiteside from Stanford. Um what I saw on him is that he uh he's a very good red zone threat. Um one of the comps I saw was Alshon Jeffrey actually. So um they were saying that like with him and Jeffrey and uh Ertz and Goddard, whatever, like they have pretty good red zone attack.
1: Yeah, I think he has like a basketball background too, so like he's like really good at going up and getting that ball. So which I think is similar like I, the comps I saw to him too were Alshon Jeffrey. So yeah, he's yeah. was big strong target for Wentz to throw to, so they're just loading up for another run unfortunately.
0: Was it uh Mark that picked him in the in the rookie draft? Is yeah. that I think he did.
2: Yeah, I think he
1: did.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about his team, obviously, in a little bit here. But, you know, this this division um, kind of has, I would say, two teams that you would expect to maybe contend for the division title. But um, the Giants and Redskins, maybe not so much. But like we said, we'll have our prediction show as the season comes closer.
2: Yeah, I think the, the Giants and the Redskins suck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: very badly
2: yeah.
0: it's not looking good for them okay so yeah that was the nfc east and that kind of wrapped up our division off-season recaps whatever you want to call those so yeah let's uh move on to our quarterback rankings we're on number three this week right we are number three um who went first last week was it me or you I don't remember. Uh,
1: I can't remember either. it doesn't
0: really matter. Okay, I'll go first, whatever. No. Right. <laughs> so, my number three quarterback for 2019. Again, not fantasy-wise, just... I mean, maybe this is fantasy-wise too, depending on how you look at it. Aaron Rodgers is my third quarterback.
1: Whoa. That's
2: a, that's a good pick. I like yeah. that
0: one. Yeah, I... I do- uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I bet you
2: he's... Made Jordan cream his pants when he saw that one.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely. As soon as he hears this, he'll be he'll be through the roof, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, what can we say about Aaron Rodgers that people don't already know? Uh, I mean, obviously he's been hurt the last couple of years. Um, when he's healthy, he's you know one of, if not the top quarterback in the league. And I'm sure he wants to prove that again after a couple of years, like said, of injury and whatnot. Uh, he and uh, Devontae Adams seem to have a pretty good thing going. So, yeah, uh, I just, the other two guys I have ahead of him, I just like better than him. Just factoring in age-wise and everything, but we'll get to those guys later. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers is my number three quarterback for 2019.
1: Nice. All right. My number three quarterback for 2019 is Patrick Mahomes. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and really what you just said, Kyle, at the end of like your explanation for for Rogers is, is my like justification for Patrick Mahomes being in like the third spot. Okay. I definitely thought his performance like last year warranted like a, him a podium spot in my top 10. Uh, like, Let's see, like, he won the MVP. He had 50 touchdowns. He threw for over 5,000 yards. Um, his sidearm, his no-look passes, like, this is, like, really exciting football to watch. And that Bleacher Report video came out, and I think I sent it to you. Yeah. Um, but it did this whole, like, comparison to, like, Brett Favre, and it was showing, like, these throws that Brett Favre would make and how, really, it's very similar to what we saw in Patrick Mahomes' this last year, which is exciting because Brett Favre was... Was awesome. I just feel like for me, there's other, there's two other quarterbacks I would rather have on my team right now. And you know, what? I could very well change this opinion by the end of this next year. I would love to see Patrick Mahomes do what he did again. I'm worried that there is going to be a regression, like with the Tyreek Hill issues, and um, I don't know if the running back situation is going to be able to provide. I don't know. It might, like I I I think Andy Reid will still have a good offense, but I I think there may be a step back from his performance last year. And ultimately, what I opened with, I think there's two other quarterbacks I'd rather have on my
2: team. So did, did he slide down from 1st to 3rd because of Tyreek Hill? Or is that what No. He
1: no, he um he was always in my top 3. I just felt like I couldn't put him in the one or two spot ahead of a couple other guys.
2: Mm.
1: Just because of one season. And I like I said like I might be able to change that by the end of this season, but like as of right now I just yeah.
0: Yeah, I was going to say um I know you and I Ben have talked about uh like regression for certain people and like Last year, you know, we talked about the Jags' defense. They couldn't be as good as they were just because they were, like, historically good that season before. Um, so, I mean, I think I think with Mahomes, too, like, you can expect a little bit of regression. I mean, he had a phenomenal year last year. It's pretty hard to, like, do that again or top it, you know. Um, so, I think, like, that point's – I think that's a valid point. Um, but, yeah, you'll see where he's on my list later on. But, um yeah anyway, just wanted to mention that perfect so any other reactions Ben Huber to either of those names?
2: I think those are both excellent picks um, some of your earlier picks or oh, I thought were a little bit questionable, but Ooh. we don't oh let's hear it let's hear it. I don't even remember. I just remember I know that. In my personal opinion, I don't think Tom Brady belongs on the top 10. Okay. I know that he was on both of your top 10s. And I know it's not fantasy-wise, but I just I don't think that he's going to be able to do what he has been previously able to do in his career. I think they're, the Patriots are moving more to the run than they are passing. And he, he's lacking targets too, or like receivers.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: No, it's and it's totally true. Like I really do think the Patriots are moving away from from passing the ball that much, and I think it is an attempt to, kind of the whole idea of zigging when everybody else is zagging. Like I think Belichick's trying to like shift how he like his offense is run, and I and I think too like in so doing they they might preserve a few more years of Brady, like keep a couple of years off, or like just less on the tire, right? If he's not throwing as much, but
2: yeah,
1: yeah. So and. And this year might actually show that, like, especially with drafting Damian Harris. And we still have James White. And we took a first-round pick in Sony Michelle the year before. So it's, I don't know, the evidence is there that it looks like that's what they're trying to do.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's not that I, I'm not like a Tom Brady hater and I don't hate the Patriots or anything like that. I just, I'm brutally honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a good point. And, and for me, I feel like, I, man, it's hard to like imagine or just like, except the fact that, like, Tom Brady at some point isn't going to do what he has done. And, like, I don't know, the Super Bowl this last year is actually a pretty decent example of that. Like, there were maybe one, two, three throws that were really exciting for our offense in that game. And for the most part, it was ground and pound, right?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad watching, like, these huge superstar names start to deteriorate and not be good anymore like Peyton Manning did. Yeah won a championship but i mean he was not he wasn't good like yeah he
0: fell off that cliff hard that year
2: yeah
0: Yeah, okay well cool um yeah now we're getting to the top two in the next couple weeks so yeah i think people can maybe deduce who both of our top two is but um
1: spoiler it's josh allen (laughs) josh allen and
0: josh rosen number one and two um, <laughs> no, anyway, that is our number three quarterbacks f- for 2019. Um. Yeah, well, let's move right along, I, s- I say, to our fantasy football segment. And, yeah, I think we'll talk about uh, Mark's team first, and then we can maybe give... Ben Huber, uh, you know, anything, any other points you want to make about any other fantasy, whatever. But we'll talk about Mark's team first. Um, Yeah, so let's just uh, do like we've done before, start at the quarterbacks. Um, We just talked about Mahomes. He's got Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees. Pretty solid tandem he's um, got Eli Manning yeah Eli that's a little rough I think is that the only other quarterback he has on his roster
2: it is so he's going to have to start Eli Manning two times in the season ouch
0: yeah. and depending on injury so maybe funny. more sorry what was that sorry I cut you off
1: oh I was just saying like the waiver wire is so thin at that position like like just with what Ben Huber said Like he is going to be forced to play Eli Manning at some point
2: yeah there's no other quarterback, I don't think. No starting quarterback. I, I think I took the last one with Andy Dalton off the mm-hmm. wire.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, two-quarterback league, you know, it's pretty hard to get your hands on a <laughs> anything of value on the waiver wire there. So, yeah, that could be, I mean, obviously the starters are great, but, you know, injury, uh Talk about Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, these old guys possibly falling off a cliff. I mean, Drew Brees is old, too, so you never know. Um, so that's either a position of strength or position of weakness. But definitely the backup. Like, if any sort of type of injury happens, that's going to be rough. Um, running backs. Leonard Fournette, Mark Ingram. Um not amazing. I mean, Fournette can be amazing, but he's just he's been hurt a lot. But then again, if we look at Mark's backup running backs too, um not a lot there.
1: Yeah. Like I've let's see. LaShawn McCoy probably not gonna get a lot out of him. Giovanni Bernard is actually a decent guy to have if like a mixing goes down or is suspended or whatever.
0: Agreed. Um, Yeah, I mean, Ronald Mm -hmm. Jones in Tampa Bay could potentially be the guy there, but Peyton Barber's also the guy there, so... Mm -hmm. Just doesn't amaze me here, these running backs. Uh, I mean, Ingram's been good for the Saints, obviously, and I think he'll have every opportunity in Baltimore because they like to run the ball obviously. But yeah, just not, just not a ton of depth there.
1: I think where his depth really is is that next group we're going to, though, is his receivers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the Odell, the Amari Cooper, the Mike Evans as his starting three is really good. And then adding Sterling Shepard and Calvin Ridley, who can both take pretty big steps this next year. Um, that's a nice receiving group. That doesn't even really touch the guys that are on his bench, so.
0: Yeah, Shepard's gonna be, uh. Yeah, he's an interesting guy this year. Like he'll be relied on to. I mean, I, I know Giant signed Golden Tate, but, um, Shepard has shown some good flashes, you know, in the past. So.
1: And he took a huge hit losing Tyreek Hill too, right? Like this is. Still a pretty good wide receiver group with uh, the loss of, and I guess I guess Tyreek Hill could come back. Yeah, I was this gonna year. say
0: he hasn't. I mean, I, he's he's yes. not out officially. Right. Yeah.
1: But it's not looking great for him for playing time.
0: Yeah, they're doing another investigation or something, um, or they're meeting with him or something like that. But yeah, like you said, even even without Tyreek Hill, it's a pretty good group. Um
1: yeah. man, he got Nikhil Harry in the draft.
0: Oh yeah, and like we said, white Whiteside. Um ben,
1: ben Huber, I'm not gonna lie. I traded out of my spot because I thought you were taking Nikhil Harry and I uh I figured the next guy I wanted was Paris Campbell and I figured I could get him lower. So then when you didn't pick Nikhil Harry, I was floored.
2: I got you good, buddy.
1: You did. <laughs> I, I I think I texted Kyle and I was like I can't believe he was still on the board where I could have been picking. I was like, oh man.
2: Well, you know, I was gonna take him, and then Jordan Pickett called me like a few minutes before the draft, and he talked up DK Metcalf to me. And so, and so oh. I I thought about it for a little while. And I was like, you know, maybe I will take him, and then I I did. Like he Jordan Pickett, you can blame him, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that guy. Yeah. But really, DK Metcalf and kill Harry—that's. I think both those guys could easily hit and be great. So it's – I don't yeah. think you could get a wrong decision there.
0: Definitely. Um, One other one other receiver, uh, Dante Moncrief, all I've been reading in the offseason is that he's kind of coming out as the clear number two for the Steelers. Um, just – I mean, that's based on offseason workouts and OTAs and all that stuff. So take that with a grain of salt. It could change – in training camp obviously, but um that's another I feel like sleeper kind of guy right there. Especially if he gets Big Ben thrown on the ball lots. But anyway, oh yeah, and then not even to mention like Tyler Boyd, who had a good season last year. Uh yeah. I mean Pryor just went to Jacksonville and I mean he's had good he's done good in the past, we guess one or two seasons, but yeah, there's just there's a lot of intrigue to his, his receiver group.
2: Yeah, I think that if he trades one of his receivers for a running back, I think that he'll be in a really good situation. Yeah, maybe maybe even for a quarterback, who knows?
0: Yeah, right. Turn that depth into more depth at another position of need. That would make a lot of sense for Mark.
2: Oh yeah, he's got lots of good receivers. You know, I before. Like, a couple days ago, when I was looking at Mark's team, I I hated it, and I thought it was trash. But now that I'm taking a closer look at it right now, it might be. I mean, he's a good owner, uh, and he's he's fairly fantasy savvy, so I think that he can definitely make his team better through a trade or something.
0: Right. Yeah, I think he's shown the ability to do that in the past. Um, So, yeah, I mean, other than that, Tight end Kyle Rudolph. We don't really know with him. I know he kind of had a up and down season last year, but I mean they just signed him to an extension, so he's in the plans there.
1: Um, yeah, and they went out and got Noah Fant in the draft, so even if Noah Fant has to sit for a couple of years on his bench, like he has a guy that's developing and could be a top tight end in the upcoming years.
0: Yeah, and we know Jordan Reed's hurt a lot, but. He's also put up numbers in the past, so you never know with young quarterbacks of Haskins comes in, you know, they a lot of those guys like to rely on the tight end. And oh yeah, we didn't mention he has Darius Geis. I know we talked about him earlier. We don't know how much he'll play this year, but yeah, so kinda of some interesting things going on with Mark's team. Like you said, at first at first glance he might not like it, but I think once we dive deeper it's it's a pretty good roster, I think.
1: Do you remember where Mark's team was ranked in Lauren's power rankings?
2: He was, I think, well, Lauren's team was first. Yeah. His team was second. My team was third. And then Mark's team was fourth. Fourth, right. And that's interesting. Yeah. yeah I don't know how my team ranks so high on that. Like, maybe yeah. did a line of freaking crack before he <laughs> but, you know, I-, I hope that he's right. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah, whatever uh, algorithm or whatever he was using to punch these numbers into, I guess, just liked your team a lot and hated mine. (laughs) It's interesting
1: because, too, I feel like we've had in the last couple podcasts, we've seen, like, like Ben Huber's team has been talked about being at the bottom, but then also up in, like, the top end, too. And so then just some of, like, the other fantasy football podcasts I listen to, some of the guys that they're really – excited about are on, like, Ben Huber's team. Like, um, like your combo of, like, Alvin Kamara and, like, Christian McCaffrey is, like, crazy good. Like, that's going to... Those guys are going to put up crazy amount of points. And, like, there's so much hype around Dante Pettis right now. And today I listened to something that said he is the clear number one. Like, there isn't anybody that's threatening him for that uh, number one spot. Hmm. And Sammy Watkins, I think similar like has is going to fill into any time that Tyreek Hill misses. So like it's right there for him. And then you went out and grabbed Josh Jacobs for a top, uh, like a a workhorse running back in the draft. So yeah, after listening to what Lauren, uh, after Lauren's power rankings and then listening to some of that information, it's, you could very well be in the top part of the league this year.
2: No, I I would really like that.
0: (laughs) Did uh, Jordan pick you to be in the like bottom of the league, Ben?
2: Uh, he, no, he picked, uh, I think Jordan picked Dallin and Mark
0: Breeson. Oh, right, right, the- right. I couldn't quite remember, but <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. We want to, everyone wants to stay off Reddit, you know, so.
2: Oh, man. So did you guys ever hear the story about what, why he was wearing those yellow leggings? I did not. So, um. Me and him made a bet. We made a side bet because he's a huge Eagles fan. And, and oh, sorry. Before that, me, well, me and uh, Dallin, we work out in the morning. Mm-hmm. We work out in the morning. And so we made a bet that in the playoffs last year, that he bet me that the Eagles would beat the Saints. Oh. So I took that bet and <laughs> had to wear those leggings. I picked them up from Valley Village. The leggings, <laughs> white Peter T-shirt.
0: Oh, oh, man, it's
2: perfect. And the toque.
0: I was going to say, was the toque something he already had, or was that a, something picked out by you as nope. well?
2: That was picked out by me as well. It was like, a, <laughs> oh, like a white toque with, like, a skull on the front of yeah. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was, honestly, I was wondering, like, how he, had, he ended up with that outfit because it was, like, I was like, man, this is, like, terrible choices, all three of these.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, no, I picked that over him. And, you know, like, if the... Uh, if the Eagles would have beat the Saints, I would have had to wear that.
0: Oh boy. Yeah,
2: I, we we made the bet that he had to wear that all week, so he had to wear it for like five days for when we were working out. <laughs> I only made him do it for one day though. But. Oh
0: yeah. Have you have some compassion in your heart? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, I. Hearing about all these little side bets that go on, I might have to. Well, maybe not get in on it, cause I don't want to end up like that. But it's all part of the game, you know.
2: Oh yeah, man! I got roasted in another bet last season too. I might have been two seasons ago. I can't remember. I mean, I bet Brady that the Giants would make the playoffs.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I remember this.
2: Yeah, I got he wrecked me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, they oh. were come. They were coming off that good year, so it wasn't crazy, but.
2: There's another bet that I made, too. It was last season, like one season previous. I bet that Lauren McLeave um, wouldn't make top four in Huddle, Huddle Buddies. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he made top four, he got to slap me. Oh, I oh, remember. Yeah. And he ended up winning the league, and then he got to slap me. I, I mean, I guess you could call that a slap. Yeah, more I was going
0: like... <laughs> to say that video was a little, you know, I was excited, and then the slap happened, and I was a little underwhelmed, I must say.
2: My kids slap me harder than that.
0: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Make another bet with him and either he can get his another shot or you can...
2: Get some revenge. Yeah, I should. I don't think I could strike him. I'd feel <laughs> really bad. <laughs>
0: That's fair.
2: Just close your eyes. Yeah.
0: Lauren's Maybe. face is too pretty, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny. Um yeah, uh anything else you fantasy wise you wanted to touch on, Ben? Anyone else's teams? Just
2: Um I don't know. I don't really know. What uh like what what do you want to talk about?
0: Oh, it doesn't matter. I just didn't know if you had, you know, any other
1: thing. Well we get we could ask you similar to what we asked Jordan. Um like yeah, do I guess you, that's true, yeah. Like if you want you could comment on maybe who you think's in the playing for last place this year, or maybe who you think is going to be in the run for the championship this year. If there were like two teams that were in the final.
2: Yeah. I'd love to do that. I, uh, I think that Dallin K is going to be in the toilet bowl every year. (laughs) Does
1: Uh, he, uh, does he repeat as, uh, is he back on Reddit roast again next year?
2: uh, He could be very well. Could be, he just doesn't take fantasy as seriously as we do. And his team is just never going to be as good as our team's. Mm -hmm. and thank
1: goodness because man i don't want to be end up on reddit roast
2: yeah but i mean like he's done some good trades like he raped lauren in a trade this
0: (laughs) yeah he actually did a lot better like when he was selling some guys i'm like does he know this is dynasty like why he selling but it actually turned into some good stuff
1: i cashed in on julio jones on that trade but what what's the trade that he did with lauren that he got uh he owned him on
2: He traded Lauren Antonio Brown for Keenan Allen and Sonny Michelle in a first round pick, I think. Oh, yikes. And then Antonio Brown got traded to the Raiders. So, I mean, I I personally think that was rape. And (laughs) nothing makes me feel better than when Lauren McLeav gets raped in a trade.
0: (laughs) That is. That's fair.
2: Yeah. Okay all right, so who's
1: who's in the bottom, let's say the like bottom two, let's say Dallin's at the very very end of the list who's who's next to him?
2: the next one to him is it, that's it's so hard to say because like you know with injuries and everything, mm-hmm. like you, you could say, like I always bug Jordan he's one injury away from being on Reddit Roast me. <laughs> it has, has absolutely zero depth on it. Um, um, I don't think Brady will be in the bottom. I think yeah. I don't think in, I could be my team easily could suck. Um I don't think Kyle will be on the bottom. Uh ben Drew's team your your team might might be down there. Again. Oh no. Oh no. I uh, I haven't looked at your team extensively but uh I don't know. When you're at when you have to start Philip Lindsay, you might have a problem. Oh <laughs> well, that that
1: guy. I don't know what to do with that guy honestly. I'm like, man, like, is he still going to go for over a thousand yards, or is he going to be in the timeshare? I don't know what's going on there.
2: So, did, did you try and trade him to everybody in the league?
1: <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't like Jordan got on there and was like, he was talking to me, like, man, like, you're offering him to everybody, and it wasn't. It's not like I, I don't value him. Like, I think he's actually still a decent running back. It's just that, like, I, I wanted a wide receiver, and Philip Lindsay was kind of like the piece that I thought had value that would maybe get me a wide receiver, and I didn't really want to trade anybody else. So he was the guy I think that was on my trading block.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I think, unfortunately, it turned out that maybe it turned – like it looked like I w- I didn't value him very much. So I tried I, – I did try to trade him a few different times. So
2: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I believe in the law of averages. And, you know, like he was drafted in like what, the sixth round by the Broncos? I, man, I don't even think he was drafted. I
0: think he was undrafted.
2: Yeah. He's, and so you know, like he might have had a good season, but you know he might not. It's, yeah, it's hard to tell. It's just like Adam Thielen. Like I really wanted to dump Adam Thielen, and uh, I ended up trading him to Jordan. He's a believer, but like Adam Thielen, like where was he like five seasons ago? Like he's been in the league for what? Like eight years, nine years? Has he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's like he was thirty. I think he turns thirty this year. Holy cow! I didn't and, know. I did not know that. You know, like, he maybe he, he probably broke out for, like, two or three years, and I think he's going to be irrelevant again in a couple of years. And so I, I wanted to move him real bad. Mm. And so I, I traded him for Zach Ertz, and then I traded Zach Ertz for uh, uh, Evan Engram, Christian Kirk, and uh, M- 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 Matty Ice. Matt, uh, what's his name? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan That's right. Hmm. So I did some flip flopping around.
1: Man, that totally changes my perspective on Adam Thielen right now.
2: Oh, dude, yeah, he's thirty years old, thirty.
1: And or the he... fact that he's been in the league for eight years. I didn't.
2: I did not know that. Yeah. Well, he had like a killer start of the season, then he fell off the map in the last few games. Like. Yeah, that's that... true.
0: Hmm. Oh man! All right. Yeah, Adam Thielen was born in. August 22nd 1990 so um, I mean saying he's approaching 30 I was born in 1990 as well so that just reminded me that I'm approaching 30 <laughs> so thank you no uh, anyway sorry go ahead
1: uh no I guess so now I guess let's go the other way to uh, who you thinks first second playing for the championship this year ben mm-hmm.
2: championship You know, last year, I thought that Kyle was going to win. That's who I picked. Uh, I think what happened to your running backs was unfortunate. I think that you had the best team. Yeah, that
0: just did me in completely.
2: Yeah. I think that if you can hold off – or I mean, certainly not hold off. If you can get by the first half of the season and get uh, Kareem Hunt back, I think you'll be in a good spot.
0: Hmm.
2: And if David Montgomery, if he uh, ends up being a serviceable starter, I mean – Think that he might win or get yeah to the finals or something like that. Um, Brady could, of course, his team is pretty good. I think he is a little bit weak in the running back position because um, that's how he and did his draft. He could. I don't think that he wants to win. I think he wants the league to keep going, and so I think that that's why he traded Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I honestly don't think that he wants to win. I think he would. But I don't think he is I don't think he's gonna like really try to win it. Um Lauren's team easily could win too. His team is pretty deep and he's got some pretty good players. Uh probably between those three.
0: Okay. Yeah, I it's funny how Lauren you know went from like i said before like i think yahoo predicted him to have zero wins last year or something yeah. And then yeah to what he is now all this depth all this all these draft picks <laughs> yeah. it's pretty crazy okay well yeah uh thanks for that i feel like yeah we do have you know i feel like our i feel like the league's pretty uh competitive um you know there might be the one team or two, probably just one that might not be as good as the rest, but it seems like uh, you can look at everyone's roster and kind of make a case for why they could be good and maybe even bad. So. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I think I think that probably does it then for tonight, unless there was unless there was something else I'm forgetting.
1: No, I think I think we did pretty good.
0: Okay. Well yeah, uh thanks Ben for joining us tonight.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming on, man.
2: Oh, yeah, my pleasure.
0: Yeah, and like I said we'll definitely make this a regular thing, you know, to kind of rotate through um whoever wants to come on, and especially when the season starts, then there'll be lots more fun things to talk about. So
2: So are you, are you guys going to do uh like is this for Huddle Buddies as well or is it just kind of for our league? Or Ooh.
1: Oh, that's, yeah, we haven't really talked about Huddle Buddies, our other league, so that actually might be something we could talk about, too. Yeah,
0: yeah maybe cool. we'll bring that in, because we'll be having that draft, well, I guess in August, but yeah, that's a good idea. Might as well.
1: Because really, a lot of the people that are in our Dynasty League are also in that Huddle Buddies League, and probably,
2: mm-hmm. some I more.
1: yeah, might give some more content to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah
0: for sure yeah we will incorporate that for sure um but yeah, I think that does it for tonight, so uh again, um follow us on Twitter, let us know what you think. whoever's listening to this. um we appreciate whoever listens to this um, but I think that does it, so I guess we're signing off.
1: Have a good night, boys. You better believe it, buddy. <laughs>